Hey, good morning, everyone. I'm looking out there today. I'm seeing a lot of Bills stuff out there today. Yeah, all, right. all you Bills fan. Okay, I know some of you aren't, but that's okay. You'll jump on board sooner or later. But anyways, um, excited. We can just relax today. They've already played, so I'm going to preach extra long today. So I'm just going extra long today. Uh, we're so glad that you're here this morning. Those that you uh, that are joining us online, um, we're in a series looking at the book of Proverbs and gaining wisdom for our lives and hopefully making godly decisions in our lives so that we don't have to live with all the regrets. How many of you, you've ever made a bad decision in your life? You may be thinking, I'm sitting next to that bad decision. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> teasing. Teasing. Okay, just just teasing. See if you guys are listening. <laughs> We've all made bad decisions in our life, and we need that Wisdom And the book of Proverbs shows us what pleases God. And the thing I want us to look at today is that we can learn from our mistakes and we can gain wisdom from that. But the thing I want to look at today is specifically how do we gain a teachable spirit, a humble spirit that is willing to receive what the Lord desires us to receive. The biggest obstacle in your life is going to be yourself. The biggest obstacle in your life is going to be our own pride and our own egos that when we refuse to listen or refuse to listen to our mistakes and learn from our mistakes, we tend to repeat the same thing over and over and over again. So the question is, why do I do that? Why do I do the thing that I know I ought not do? Why am I repeating that? Part of the problem is a teachable spirit. Are we truly learning from our mistakes and gaining wisdom from that. And so how do we do that? How do we gain this wisdom so that we can live our lives without looking back and having so many regrets? And listen, we all make mistakes and we can learn from them. And, you know, we had the consequences of our mistakes. But what we can learn from them is most vital. And how do we go to the Lord and ask God, God, help me in this area. Give me wisdom and growth. Help me to have a teachable spirit so that I can learn from you and walk in godliness. When I first became a Christian, at the age of 16, I remember going through a discipleship course that our pastor, our youth pastor was teaching. And I always remember this so many years ago that he gave this acrostic about how to become spiritually fat, spiritually fat, not physically fat, but spiritually fat. And I always remember this. And basically what the acrostic was, was to be faithful, to be available and to be teachable, to be faithful, to be available to serve the Lord and to be teachable. Now, I was always taught at that moment my early walk with the Lord, and I remember the one thing my youth pastor always taught me. He says, Barden, always be teachable. Be ready to take notes. When you hear something, when you read something in the Word of God, always take notes. Write it down. What can you learn from that so that it can help you in your growth with God? And I believe if there's one area that we all struggle with, it's probably not maybe as much, maybe it's faithfulness, maybe it's availability, but I think the biggest thing we struggle with is being teachable. I think the thing that we struggle with the most is having a teachable spirit. Now, now, why do I think that? Because it's like the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right? It's that old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. The meaning is, the older we get, we tend to get stuck in our ways. Amen? 
Okay, okay, you guys, we can tend to get stuck in our ways. And it's hard to learn new things or it's hard for us to change. Now, the reason I know you're like that, the reason why I know that it's hard for change is because you sit in the same spot every single Sunday. You just do. I, just, I see it all. You know, just for, you know, for one week, just, just do this for me. Move somewhere. Move somewhere. And then you're going to think, well, then you don't think I'm at church, Pastor. If I move somewhere, then you're going to know that I wasn't at church. And I'm going to see you in the grocery store. And you're going to come up to me and you're going to say, hey, where are you at church? And I say, hey, I listened to your message and I sat on the other side. That'd be a good excuse, by the way. If you weren't here, you'd say, well, I was on the other side. But listen, we all are, are creatures of habit. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. So the thing we want to understand in our spiritual walk is that we should never stop learning. We should never stop learning. The Word of God is such a wonderful thing to show us the parts of our lives that we need to continually grow. We never get to the point to where we know it all or we stop learning. We can always learn something new from Christ if we have a teachable spirit. Isn't it amazing when you read the Word of God and you may have read that passage over and over again and all of a sudden God showed you something new in that passage, shows you something about your heart that needs to change. See, one of the most deadly seven words that can be spoken in a church are these words. We've never done it that way before. Or I've never done it that way before. And we can get stuck. And I don't want you to get stuck in your spiritual walk. And I don't want our church to get stuck. I want God to continually do new things. I want him to continue to do new things in your heart. And I want your walk to be exciting. It's the most exciting thing to know that God is working in your life and he has new and great things for you each and every day if you allow yourself to be taught. So here's a good question to ask yourself. Here's a good question of whether or not you have a a teachable spirit or not. Here's a good question. Are you more opinionated or are you more teachable? Are you more opinionated or are you more teachable? The way to test if you are more teachable than opinionated is do you ask questions? Are you inquisitive? Do you want to know more? Or do you tend to jump to conclusions without getting the full picture. See, a teachable spirit is one that asks questions, that digs deeper. It was so interesting. I was listening to an interview. I was watching this this documentary. This it, it was an interview with an independent crime scenes investigator. It really, really fascinating. And what they do is this independent uh, crime uh, scene investigator will go into a crime scene, something that's happened, and and on the on the forefront or on at the, at the immediate onset, you would think, as you listen to what happened at this crime, you th- you think right away, I know what happened. This person did it, blah, blah, blah. And what this, what this independent crime scene investigator does is go in and look at everything, looks at all the facts. And many times when we get a two-minute video clip, we make a lot of conclusions about what happened there. And what was so fascinating about this podcast was how this investigator looks at everything. Their whole job is to get to the truth and understand what really happened. And what happens is we see a two-minute video clip and we have this immediate opinion or we think we know everything. Ask five people what they saw and you can get five different answers or get five uh, different points of view. And we can tend to be very opinionated and say, well, I already know that without really digging deeper into understanding what God is saying. 
And for you, what I want for you is if we have a teachable spirit, then we're going to put the work in to wanting to know what God really says in his word. What does God really want for me? So listen, if we admit it, we're all opinionated and we all think, well, I know what this means or I know this already, right? And start a conversation about politics and watch the room blow up, right? We all have opinions about these things or ask someone close to you, ask them this question. And I dare you to do it. I double dog dare you. I, I, I ask, ask them, ask them this. Am I opinionated? Just, just somebody close to you and get ready. Get ready for the answer, right? And, and ask them, am I opinionated? We tend to ask a lot of questions, right, when we have a teachable spirit. When you have a teachable spirit, you will ask questions. You will ask more questions than give your opinion. And so this is what God wants from us. He wants us to have this teachable spirit that's going to listen to him. Now, I tend to ask a lot of questions when it comes to computer stuff. And I have two younger staff members at our church, and I'm learning a ton from Pastor Brandon and Jesse. And I constantly ask them questions about the computer stuff. And I remember one time I was asking Jesse, Jesse, what is this button on the computer? He goes, Pastor, that's the on button. So just press that. Just press it. And it will turn your computer on. I said, thanks, Jesse. I appreciate that. They always tell me to get out of the 80s. Pastor, you need to get out of the 80s. Come on. Come come with us here in modern times, right? But listen, let, let's look. This is so rich. Let's look at some passages here in the book of Proverbs about what the wise and a teachable person is. What a wise and a teachable person. Let's look at let's look at this. Many, many Proverbs here. Let me give you a few few. Proverbs fifteen, thirty one and thirty three through thirty three says this. Whoever heeds life giving correction will be at home among the wise. Those who disregard discipline despise themselves. But the one who heeds correction gains understanding. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. I love that. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. It's not thinking that we're a know-it-all, or we're always the smartest person in the room. Humility comes before honor. We can always learn Something. Proverbs 13.10 says, Where there is strife, there's what? There's pride. But wisdom, true wisdom, is found in those who take advice. Notice the comparison there. Those who are prideful, there's going to be strife. There's going to be constant conflict. But wisdom says, for those who take advice. Proverbs 12.1 says, Whoever loves Discipline loves knowledge. How many of you just love to be disciplined, right? None of us do, right? How how many of your kids love discipline? None of us like that even when we were kids. But for those who love discipline, who are open to correction, who discipline their lives are the ones who truly want to learn, who love knowledge. But, But listen to what happens to those who hate correction. The ones who hate correction, they're stupid. They're stupid. That's that's in the word of God, okay? It's just you're stupid. All right? I'm it's not my it's here, right? And that's true. We're 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 closing our minds to allowing ourselves to be corrected. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of the fools the way of the fools seem right to them, but the wise listen to advice. 
Now, this is the one that, that, that I want to just camp on for just a minute. Proverbs 29.1 says, this is so good. Whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. I mean, that, that, that listen, what, what the proverb writer is writing here, it's the, the stiff-necked really, what does that mean to be stiff-necked? Well, it, it's really an illustration of an ox who does not heed to direction. Even when it's prodded, even when it has its yoke around its neck, will not listen to instruction from the owner. And it will just be stiff-necked. It will stand there and, and refuse to turn their head to be taught. Someone who is stiff-necked, right, doesn't want to listen. They're going to dig their heels in. And, and they're the ones that will be destroyed. Listen, I say this all the time. Someone may have some negative thing to say to you, right, or, or maybe some critique, and it could be 80% wrong or 90% wrong. But always remember this. Just to say this to yourself. God, maybe that hurt or maybe that person didn't understand my heart or maybe they, they don't understand everything correctly, what's going on in my life or whatever. But just say this. When you hear that, is, is there a part of it that could be truthful? Is, is there 10% that could be truthful? Is there 1% that could be truthful? Just listen. Before you get all defensive, right? And all offended, how dare they? Just humble your heart for just a moment, even if they're wrong. Just humble your heart for just a moment and say, God, speak to my heart in the area that is true. Because there's always something in our heart, in our lives, that needs to be corrected. And listen, listen, just just follow me, listen. Those you watch online, follow me real quickly. God may even use that even if the person may be wrong, even if the person has it out for you, right? person may be jealous, whatever it may be. Do you realize that God can still use that to speak something to your heart? Really, Pastor? Yeah. If your heart is open and pliable and teachable, allow that 1% to speak to your heart because it might, that 1% might save you from destruction later on in your life. Now, now track with me here. Here's the reason why it's so important. Because what happens when we get defensive and someone has a critique against us? We can use that to justify some bad behavior in our lives. Okay? Just, yeah, just, just it can. It, it, it can save you. Even though the person may be mostly wrong, maybe they have wrong motives, whatever it may be, but there may be something there that God can use to protect you later in your life if your heart is humble and open and teachable to hear from God, to hear from his Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay, so let's keep our hearts tender, not stiff-necked, right? Not open for correction. Listen, if you boil down any wrong decision, it usually comes from a lack of of wisdom or refusing to listen or be taught. So the question is, is how can I gain or obtain wisdom in our decision making? Notice the common thread in all of these proverbs. It's the unteachable spirit that leads to destruction. However, a teachable spirit will be blessed. I can remember 
um, when I was in college, I wanted to buy my first car. I saved up all this money. I was working at Kodak as a, as a college student. And so I was saving all this money. I wanted to buy my first car. So I said, Dad, there's a guy that I work with, this, uh, this old Italian guy named Giuseppe. I don't know what his name was. Guido Giuseppe. I don't know where he was, you know. And so I, he, and he had this car. He's got this convertible Cadillac that he's selling. And he's like, what? I go, yeah, it's a 1974 convertible Cadillac. It's got, it's got a little bit of rust on it, I think. But, but it's, it's, it's in my price range, Dad. My dad's like, no, 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 no. I go, yeah, but Dad, it's in my, it's a Cadillac. 1974. Man, and I, I want to be Elvis. I can paint it pink and I can be like Elvis. My dad's like, Barden, no, no, no. I go, what kind of gas mileage does it get? I go, I think it's like five miles a gallon, but it's a, it's a convertible, a convertible Cadillac. Well, how many miles has it got on it? I don't know, maybe 500,000? I don't know, but it's in my price range. And thank God my dad talked me out of me buying this 1974 Cadillac with 80% rust on it. But I, I was, I, my dad goes, just wait. Thank God my dad talked me out of making that because that could have been the worst decision in my life buying this old old cadillac car that gets five miles a gallon how many of you you've been you were talked out of a bad decision aren't you glad you just you took that moment to think it through to think it through to heed wisdom to heed advice and you thought that thing through and then when you thought back over there you're like thank god i i heeded that wisdom or i listened to that wisdom See, this is what the Lord wants in our lives. He is for you. And when we listen to him and we humble ourselves, it keeps us from destruction. It keeps us from heartache. It's not, not, it's not to suck the joy out of your life or to, or, to, or to keep you from having fun in your life. That, that's not, not the purpose. God is here to protect you. And we humble ourselves. And we deny our pride. It, it leads us away from those things that could easily destroy us and hurt us. So a teachable spirit, what we see here in the Proverbs, is a wise spirit. Those who are open and receive correction are wise. And whoever loves discipline, loves knowledge, or is willing to learn from it. So just always remember this, that, that our mistakes can be our best teachers. Right? Our mistakes, the mistakes that you've made in your life, can be your best teacher if you receive them and learn from them. Aren't you so glad that when we give our mistakes and our sins to the Lord, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness? So instead of just digging your heels in, and, and instead of just saying, well, I'll never do that again, I, know, I, I won't do that again, humble yourself and repent. Just say, God, this was wrong and I need your forgiveness here. And, and what can I learn from this so that I don't repeat that again? God, humble my heart. Let me receive that correction so that I don't make that mistake again. Learn from that mistake. Own that mistake. I love hearing testimonies from people who own their past and the, and the things that they did and the mistakes that they made and how God has helped them through that. I love that. It's, it's a humbling thing to do that. But when you humble yourself, it's when God gives you his grace and lifts you up and realizes that we all make mistakes. And when we own them, God is glorified in our life. 
And God's grace is available to lift you up and give you strength, even with the bad choices that you made. Amen? There's God's grace always there and available to lift you up. And so wisdom is seen in how we take correction. Wisdom is seen, true godly wisdom is seen in how we take that correction. So the the litmus test for this is this. Are we defensive or condescending when when we receive advice or correction? See, walking in humility means we don't know as much or are less experienced than we think. That's all it is. Walking in humility means I don't know as much as I think I know, and, and it's, it's, it's less experienced than we think we really know. It's walking in that humility. So if you can get this one thought down, it will save you so much pain in your life. Just remember this in the decisions that you make, and the decisions that you make for your life, just remember that your decision not only affects you, but those around you. Just always remember that. Think things through. And it can be both positive and negative. Right choices in the Lord can be a positive effect on other people, but a negative thing can also be, can affect other people. It, it, just think for a moment, stop yourself, and ask yourself, how will this decision affect those around me? Just think for that for just a moment. See, what we do does make a difference. Don't ever believe the lie that the choices you make in secret stay in secret. Don't ever believe that lie. Don't ever believe, well, no one's going to find out about this. See, humility, humility walks before the Lord and says, God, I have to take ownership for the decisions that I make. And I can never believe the lie that this choice that I'm making that I know is wrong, but I'm doing it in secret, will never come out. Don't ever believe the lie that the choices you make in secret stay in secret. So, what are the takeaways? What are the takeaways here? Here are some warning signs for an unteachable spirit. What can we what can we extract from Proverbs here about the warning signs of an of an unteachable spirit? Well, one is one who is combative or, or easily offended or gets defensive quickly. So you will know if, if, if you don't have a teachable spirit, you're going to be combative, you're going to be easily offended, and you're going to get defensive quickly. Okay, That's a clear sign of an unteachable spirit. Another one is one who transfers blame to someone else or who doesn't own or take responsibility for their actions. Unteachable spirit. When we begin to transfer blame to someone else, or who doesn't own or take responsibility for their actions. Take responsibility for your actions, and let's not transfer blame to other people. Let's own what we have done. That's having a teachable spirit. So how do we cultivate this teachable spirit? How do we cultivate it in our lives so that we can train ourselves to listen to the Lord and have wisdom in the decisions that we make? Well, here's the big thing. Never stop learning and never stop asking questions. There's something that you can learn every single day. Here, let me let me just encourage you. Let me encourage you. For some of you here today, I want to encourage you in your growth with the Lord. And um, we want to help you to take next steps in your walk with God. I, I am so excited about our Wednesday nights, uh, especially this... Um, I know Pastor Brand didn't make it. He made it kind of a little lackluster about our Old Testament teaching. I know it's not as fun as the foam party and the pizza party, but let me just say this. What we're doing is we're going to have a study of the Bible. 
for, through the fall, we're going to have a study. It's not necessarily maybe a Bible study as much as it is a study of the Bible. And we're going to look at an overview of all the Old Testament books. And for those of you who are like, man, pastor, I'm a little intimidated by the Bible or how the Old Testament connects with the New Testament and the gospel message and, and with Jesus. This is for you. I want to encourage you to take that next step and just come and be taught and learn what the Bible is and how it's connected. And I believe it will tremendously help you in your growth with the Lord. So, so would you do that? Would you commit yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to come on Wednesday nights. I'm, I'm going to take this step of faith and I, w- I want to learn what the Bible has to say. And we're going to look at every single Old Testament book. And my prayer for you is you will see how the Bible comes together as a whole. That it's just not pieces of a puzzle that, that are all separate from each other. But that the Bible has one overarching theme, and that's the theme of redemption. That God has come to save us and to redeem us and to restore us back to a right relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. And so my prayer for you is that you would take that step and say, I want to learn. I want to understand what the Bible has to say. And I know it's intimidating. I know the Old Testament is intimidating, but I'm praying that this will help you to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to take that step and, and come on Wednesday and learn and then and then go to the phone party after. Okay, no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But let, let's learn. Let, let, let's grow. Let me encourage you to do that. Here's another way that we can gain a teachable spirit. Let's learn to be open to correction and be willing to admit when we are wrong. That's owning it. That's owning it. See, a, a wise and teachable person learns to listen more than they speak. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and you're just waiting to say what you want to say without ever listening to what that person's saying? Couples, you know this full well, right? That you're you're talking and you're just waiting to say what you're going to say because you want to, you know, you want to get your thoughts in. And then if that person looked at you and said, did you even hear anything I said? And if you were honest with ourselves, we'll probably say, no, I didn't because we weren't really listening. All we're doing is we're listening to ourselves because we want to get our point across. So as they're talking, all it's like mute. They're just like, and we're just thinking in the back of our mind, right? This is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to. This is how I'm going to respond to that. A wise and teachable person learns to hold their tongue. They learn to listen. They learn to hear the heart of the other person. Listen, most of our issues with relationships in conflict resolution is that we never hear the heart of the other person. Many times what we do is we, we, we get an argument and we never, you know, we tend to talk over people or we tend to talk about people and not to people. And so what we do is we formulate all these opinions about what we think that person is or what their heart is or why they did what they did without ever talking to that person. See, if we're going to truly have a teachable spirit, then we're going to sit down with that person and hear their heart and why they did what they did, to hear what's going on in there. And listen, when we do that, we learn a lot. We learn a lot about the other person. And guess what? The other person can learn our heart too. And then we can own the things that maybe we did wrongly. We can own the things that maybe we said, you know what? I did. I got a little emotional there. 
You know, I got defensive and, and I said things probably I didn't mean or I jumped to, to some conclusions that I probably didn't jump to. Would you forgive me? And all of a sudden, the presence of Christ comes into that relationship and heals it. But many times, because we don't have a teachable spirit or a humble spirit, we never get to that point in that relationship of hearing the heart of the other person or trying to reconcile. Do you realize that the heart of the gospel is reconciliation? That, That when you speak to other people and you hear their heart, and you take that step of reconciliation, you're glorifying Christ and glorifying the gospel in your life by doing that. That Jesus did everything possible to reconcile us back to a right relationship with God by giving his very life for us. See, that's at the heart of the gospel. A teachable spirit says, I want to learn and I want to listen and I want to hear the heart of that other person. Learn to listen. I love what Tim Keller says here. This is so good. The more you say, the less people will listen to you. They simply won't wade through it all. Then too, people who talk too much appear to be more interested in themselves than you. And often it is the case. Learn to be a listener. Learn to understand the heart of the other person. This helps us to glorify God and to allow God's grace to be glorified in our relationships. Um, many of you know, know the song. We all know this, the hymn, Amazing Grace, written by John Newton. And John Newton is just not known for just that amazing, amazing song, amazing hymn, amazing grace. But he's written many other things. And John Newton wrote this article, this letter on controversy on how we can get along together. And I love this. John Newton on his letter on on controversy is great wisdom on how to talk to people and not over them. How to have a teachable spirit. How to walk in humility. And listen to what he says about relationships. I love this. He says, What will it profit a man if he gains his cause and silences his adversary? If at the same time he loses that humble tender frame of spirit in which the Lord delights to which the promise of his presence is made which what Newton is saying there what good is it if you win an argument and you make sure that you hammer the point that you're right don't we do that I'm sorry I got a little excited so many times we want to be right and we want to hammer it and hammer it on that person meanwhile we lose the relationship because of us just wanting to be right. See, what, what John is saying is we lose that humble, tender frame of spirit in which the Lord's delight, which the Lord delights. Listen, we can go to somebody, and how many of we all need correction, and sometimes we need to correct other people. We need to speak truth in their life. But, but what does the Lord tell us to do? We do it with a humble spirit. We go to that person in love and mercy and show them their way. That God can work in their heart. And if there needs to be repentance, let God do that in their heart. He goes on to say, John Newton goes on to say, be upon your guard against admitting anything personal into the debate. If you think you have been ill-treated, and we've all been ill-treated at times, we've been misunderstood, we've been treated unfairly, 
He says, if you think you've been ill-treated, you will have an opportunity. I love this. An opportunity of showing that you are a disciple of Jesus. He says, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. You see, when you're spoken ill ill will of, this is your opportunity to show that you truly are a disciple of Jesus Christ and the way you respond to that treatment. See, those who have a teachable spirit humble themselves before the cross and they look to Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith. They look to Jesus, the one who saved them. They look to him and they look to see the way he acted when he was treated wrongly. That's who we look to. We don't get defensive, but we look to Jesus and we humble ourselves. One of the best examples of a teachable spirit and a humble spirit is found in, in I love in Paul's writings when, when he speaks to the church in Philipp, Philippi and he says, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being the same mind, having the same love, being full accord and and, and of one mind, do nothing, do nothing, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now, now what Paul does, he uses this word count in verse three, and the word count means in verse three to give careful thought, give careful thought, give careful thought to when you've been mistreated. Give careful thought on how you're going to react. And he tells us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, in humility, count others better than yourself. You see, when you're not thinking about yourself, when we're not thinking about ourselves, and we're carefully considering how we can look to the needs of others. That's the attitude, that's the life of Jesus Christ. See, a teachable spirit is willing, is willing to walk in humility. A teachable spirit understands what Christ did for them and the lengths and the depths that Jesus went to to reach us in our sin. To say, I love you and I want to reconcile you back to a right relationship with the Father. So as you read through the word of God, as things happen in your life each and every day, say, God, how can I receive that so that you can teach me something new in my life? Help me. Even when something wrong has happened in your life, something wrong has happened in your past, say, God, help me in this to find healing in you, not to get bitter, not to walk in hatred, not to become more bitter so that root of bitterness grows in my heart and my life so I lose my sensitivity to you. Jesus, keep me at your feet always. Because what begins to happen, and listen, I am not trying to, to overshadow, overlook any things that may, maybe have happened in your life that were horrible. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is this. Come to the Lord's feet. Don't allow hatred and bitterness to rule your heart. Don't allow that to take control. Come before the Lord and say, God, teach me 
teach me, Lord, to be more like you, to find my rest in you so that I don't walk in bitterness and hatred. Teach me, Lord, because I know you're humble in heart. And I know you've been through everything that I've been through. You've been rejected. You did everything for me. Help me to find my healing in you because you're the only one that truly understands me better than I know myself. Help me to learn from you. And if you can, if you can go to the word of God that way, with that type of spirit, and say, God, what, is it, what are you telling me here today? And teach me to be more like you. You will find great growth in your walk with Jesus. You will find great growth. And the common thing we see in all those Proverbs is humility, 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 right? It's bowing our hearts before the Lord saying, God, teach me. And if you can do that, you'll have great growth in your walk with Christ. And he'll show you mighty, mighty things in your life. Amen. So let, let's be a people that, that listen more than we speak. Let's be a people that listen to the heart of other people. Let's understand where they're coming from. Let's walk in humility. When we are corrected, let's walk in humility. When we have to correct others or they've done something to us, let's walk in humility. Let's walk in humility. Let's walk in love. Let's walk in in mercy. When we speak the truth, let's speak the truth in hate, right? Haughtiness. No, we speak it in love and humility. Christ is glorified in all those ways when we do that. Let's have a teachable spirit. So as we close in, in prayer today and we sing our last song, we just glorify Jesus in our hearts. Think of a way or think of opportunities that may come your way this week that you can be taught. I don't care if it's through a little child, but think of every way, God, what can you teach me through this situation so that I can be more like Jesus? Every situation. God, what can you teach me through this so I can be more like you? Amen? It's easy when everybody loves you, right? That's the easy part. But when someone comes against you or things aren't going your way or you're going through something difficult in your life, those are the times that become the most difficult to have a teachable spirit. When relationships are not healthy, those are the most difficult times to have a teachable spirit. Let God humble your heart to teach you what he wants you to learn so that you can grow in him. So Father God, I thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray for my heart, for the heart of our church, God. Lord, so many of us, life is so difficult at times because we have to deal with people. We have to deal with situations in our life that are not easy, trials and sufferings and dysfunctional relationships, God. But through all of them, you can still work in our hearts, God. Help us to always remember that as followers of Jesus Christ, that is our highest calling, is to serve you and to learn from you. So help us, Lord, in our struggles. We all make mistakes. We all blow it in relationships. We all get prideful. We all get defensive. We all do, God. Help us in those situations not to defend ourselves, but to defend my heart in you, Jesus, to make sure 
that I'm not walking in my pride or my flesh, that I would allow your spirit, that we would allow your spirit to rule and reign in our hearts in the way we deal with our everyday lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you give grace to the humble. For those that are humble in heart, you lift them up. So God, let us walk humbly before our God today. Thank you for your grace today. Thank you, Jesus, for bowing. Thank you for serving us. Thank you for for giving your life for us on the cross. Help us never to forget that, that you're our ultimate example. We love you. We thank you. Thank you for your word, that it does rebuke and it does correct us. Because Jesus, you want us to walk in righteousness. You want us to be more like you. We love you. We praise you. And we just ask these things in Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's children said, can we thank God for his word today? It's his word. We can glory in it and thank him for it. Amen. Amen.